Being a stylist has never been more rewarding, but it's also never been so complex. As hairstylists, we often forget that we are working in a multi-billion dollar industry. The beauty industry is growing faster than ever, and there's so much left on the table because stylists aren't taking the time to understand business. I'm Melissa, your host. I'm a million-dollar salon owner, a six-figure stylist, and founder and CEO of Sierra and Sage Extensions. And while all of that may sound impressive, I'm just a hairstylist, just like you. And I'm here to help you understand how to achieve the same by bringing business to beauty. Welcome back to Bringing Business to Beauty podcast. I am Melissa, your host. Um, This is season two, episode four. Um, I am super excited about today's topic. Um, It's actually very relevant to where I am currently at in my career. So I'm really excited to share what I am in the process of learning um, and some changes that I am currently making in my business structure. So for today's topic, I want to talk about being a stylist versus being an owner. Um, We actually recently launched a blog on this as well, um, but I wanted to dive into it a little bit deeper on a podcast episode um, and really figuring out the difference between working in your business and working on your business. So that's what we're going to be covering today. As I said, this topic is really relevant to where I am currently at in my career. Um, I am having to face the very difficult decision of continuing to be a stylist behind the chair um, and kind of balancing that with being a business owner versus just giving up the clientele entirely and focusing on the growth of the business. So I've broken this whole thing down into four phases. So we're going to go through the four phases of business owner slash stylist um, and what I think that looks like and what should be happening in each phase. Um, and how you ultimately will likely find yourself in a place of no longer doing hair and just being a business owner, if that's what you want. So first things first, phase one. So phase one is a growth phase. Um, Maybe you're still growing your clientele behind the chair. Um, You're also growing your business at the same time. Maybe you just opened, maybe you're in a suite with plans to expand. Whatever it may be, you are in a growth phase. Um, This phase is super exhausting, but you're kind of like in a honeymoon phase. You're usually super excited, you're full of ideas, um, and you're really just looking forward to your growth in the future. Um, And that excitement and eagerness is usually enough to keep you going um, so that burnout doesn't hit you too quickly. I'm not going to get into how long you should be in phase one. I think that really depends on your story, your goals, what you're working towards, and then of course your starting point. Um, But ultimately just keeping in mind that you're on like that constant hustle. Um, You're building, you're growing, you have ideas, you're doing all of these new and exciting things. Um, That's really what phase one is all about. Um, What happens to some people is phase one gets really difficult. It's exhausting, like I said, maybe you hit that burnout point, Um, maybe things aren't going the way that you envisioned, Um, and a lot of people give up. Um, So a lot of people say, hey, I'm going to close up my suite, I'm going to go back to booth renting in a salon, Um, maybe booth renting's not working out, Um, I'm going to go back to an hourly salon, Um, maybe, I don't know, being a hairstylist in general isn't working out, so I'm going to just give it up altogether and I'm going to go back to school and be a nurse. I feel like so many hairdressers end up being nurses, which is so weird. It must be that we just like to care for people. But anyways, off topic. 
So phase one is that growth phase. Um, if you're able to push through it, you need to eventually move into a phase two. Um, so phase two is what we are going to cover next. Okay, so I want to be very clear about what phase two is and at what point should you be entering phase two. Um, so in my opinion, phase two is naturally your clientele um, is going to take off first when you are a business owner. It's natural human instinct to just focus on ourselves first. Um, and I feel like as hairstylists, our number one goal and priority is to be booked and busy. And that's what success ultimately looks like for us. Um, in this phase, you should be pretty well established with your own clientele. Um, you should really be feeling great about yourself as a stylist and how far you've come. Um, you're probably booked out for weeks or even months in advance, and you're really just crushing it behind the chair. That's what phase two looks like. If you are at that point and you are wanting more growth, you need to move into phase two and start making the following changes. Because if you really think about it, um, you're growing and you're excelling, but your business probably isn't. Um, you need to start shifting your focus. Um, maybe start focusing on growing your team. Maybe you want to implement an assisting program um, or possibly start by hiring a solid front desk team if you don't already have one. Um, someone who will keep the front end of the salon running smoothly. Um, in this phase, you're kind of like 50% growth and 50% stability. Um, it's honestly a really hard place to be because stability and growth require two different versions of yourself. Um, in my opinion, this is where a lot, and I mean like a lot of salon owners kind of give up and just stay stagnant. Um, they decide that they're happy with their clientele and they're just happy to own a salon and have a space of their own. Um, and if that's you, that's totally cool. No judgment. Um, but if you're in this place and you're still striving for something more and you're not really sure how to push past phase two, I'm going to help you figure that out. Okay, so as a reminder, you're in phase two, maybe you're training people, you have a good front desk team going, your clientele is solid, um, you're feeling really good, you have maybe an assistant who's working with you, um, phase two is looking good, uh, but maybe you still want more. Um, that's where we move into phase 2.5. Um, why a half phase? Because in my opinion, you cannot jump from two to three without changing a bunch of difficult shit in between. To get from phase two to phase three, a lot needs to change. You need to start shifting your focus off of yourself and your clientele and start shifting it onto your business. I'm not saying you have to give up your clientele entirely, but you do need to step back a little bit. So for example, if you're full time, maybe drop a day behind the chair um, when you drop that day behind your chair, you should absolutely raise your service pricing because your demand immediately just increased. Um, and then on the day that you drop, you should start focusing on building your business outside of just yourself. With that, you should really start focusing on putting together a solid training program um, to continue growing your salon team. Um, if there's one thing that I've learned over the last 10 years, um, you should always be hiring and training it's really the only way for you to keep steady growth in your business um, while simultaneously not feeling held hostage to team members that maybe aren't the best fit. Um, so don't get yourself in a position where you're like, oh, we're fully staffed, we're not hiring. And then meanwhile, you have like three service providers on your team that 
really just aren't meshing or they cause a lot of drama or they're flaky or whatever the case may be, continue hiring and make room for new people. And then you don't really feel held hostage to keep those people that just aren't a good fit. Another super important part of phase two and a half um, is getting support staff in place. So whether that's hiring like a bookkeeper outside of the business, hiring a front end manager who runs your front desk, um, maybe they do like your retail ordering and tracking, tracking inventory, things like that. Um, having a front end manager is really like having a business partner in a lot of ways. Um, they will really back you up and help you out in so many more ways than I can even explain. Um, that position is so important. Um, when your team starts growing, you're going to realize that you need help managing that team. Um, you'll get to a point where there's just obviously way more of them than there is of you, um, and you cannot do it alone. So you want to find someone on your team who excels in leadership. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's going to be someone that people naturally go to for advice um, or you know, someone who they go to for questions on things. Um, make sure it's someone that you trust. And most importantly, it should be someone who will treat your team the same way that you would. Um, so for example, if you're a stern leader, make sure this person is also stern. If you're a softie like me, they should be too. Um, implementing leadership is super difficult for your team to get on board with. Um, and it's just going to be 10 times harder if the person you choose to lead them leads differently than you do. Um, and ultimately that could probably result in a walkout. So I would highly recommend avoiding that. You will eventually need leadership that excels where you don't, um, but that comes later. You don't want to do that right away. Now, once you have all of your leadership in place, then you need to start focusing on leading your leaders and then let them lead everyone else. That's a really important part of the puzzle. So once you have leadership in place and you are working to lead leadership and they are working to lead everyone else, you have consistent growth in your business, you have a good training program, you have a front desk system flowing, now it's time to move in to phase three. In a nutshell, phase three is letting go of control, allowing your leaders to handle the small shit so that you can focus on the big picture which is all of the things that you never even took time to think about or do before because you didn't have time because you were dealing with all of the small shit daily. In phase three, um, your clientele is probably starting to feel like they're not that important, um, like they're taking away from your responsibilities as an owner. Maybe they're apologizing to you a lot about taking up your time and showing a lot of empathy for how busy you are. Um, that's really just them loving you and continuing to support you, um, but feeling empathy towards you because they can clearly see that you're overwhelmed and that they are part of that overwhelm. Once that starts happening, you start feeling all sorts of, I almost think it's like mom guilt, where you're spending time with your clients and it makes you feel like you're an inadequate leader, but when you're not putting your clients first and you're scaling down your availability behind the chair, you're feeling guilty about not giving your clients enough time. This is really when it's time to make a shift from stylist to owner. At this point, you have laid the foundation. Your business is essentially an established and well-oiled machine, um, but there's still work to be done. 
So now you really have to start thinking big picture future. Um, I'm talking about like retirement. What is your end game? You need to figure that out, whatever it looks like for you. Um, for example, it could be selling your salon. It could be bringing on other owners or shareholders. Um, it could be hiring more leaders and managers to really run the show um, while you're sipping pina coladas on a beach somewhere. Um, figure that out and start laying the groundwork to arrive at that goal. Lastly, we would arrive at phase four. Um, phase four means your business completely runs itself. Like you could be out of town, your business catches on fire, and you're not even the first person they call. Um, you're earning a livable salary. You're enjoying the fruits of your labor over the years. Um, clients are a thing of the past, and you get to be one of those stylists that actually gets to have a retirement party. Um, I want to be honest, though. Is everyone going to make it to phase four? No. I would be lying to you if I said that we all would. Um, in all honesty, I'm still not sure if I'm going to make it to phase four. But it's something that I do work towards every single day. Um, and it's a journey that really scares the shit out of me. But the most important thing is to believe that it's possible. If you can't even believe that it's possible, then there's no sense in even trying to get to phase four. So long story short, if you are looking to be a successful stylist, then get booked and busy and you're good to go. Um, if you're looking to be a successful salon owner, it's going to require a lot more than building a salon clientele or a social media following. Um, it's going to require you to eventually sacrifice your place in the salon as a stylist. And it's a really hard and heartbreaking decision. Um, the thought of not doing hair anymore is the reason I'm still holding on to working behind the chair four days a month. Um, and honestly, even that is overwhelming me and my duties as a business owner. Um, with that being said, I'd like to say everyone's story is obviously different. Um, if you can figure out a way to keep working behind the chair and grow a thriving business, then that's amazing. Um, but either way, draw out your own phases, lay the groundwork, and achieve great success as a stylist and or salon owner, whatever it is that's most important to you. I'd like to close out this episode uh, by saying thank you so much for tuning in to Bringing Business to Beauty. I hope that these topics are helpful for you um, and that it can be somewhat of a game plan for you to create the career that you've always dreamed of. Um, we will be back in two weeks with episode five, where we are going to talk about uh, the toxicity that can come with success. I talk a lot about success and achieving success, but it can be toxic. And so that's what we are going to cover in our next episode. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.